Welcome to the WFO Life Podcast. Buckle up for interviews, insights, and practical discussions, and the occasional intellectual oddity, all designed to help you master self, master craft, and accomplish any life mission. Welcome back to the WFO Life Podcast. Dr. William Curtis here and Lieutenant Colonel Chris Story. This is the first time we've got to get back together and chat again. Uh, we've had both of us had a little bit of a hiatus. How's it going? Uh, you know, uh, it, it never gets easier to uh, move a family of uh, five people and three pets. Uh, you know, <laughs> so um, even though I've done it, you know, a bunch of times over the past 20 years, uh, just doesn't get easier. So uh, we're we're doing well in a new place, but uh, uh, still don't have all the uh, you know creature comforts set up. Including, you know, I'm, uh, through the miracle of a 5G hotspot on my phone, I'm able to do this because we're still waiting on the internet installation. But uh, other than that, everybody's healthy and you know enjoying uh, living close to the beach. So yeah, good. So so kind of this. It, you're moving duty stations essentially, and um, it must be tough on the kids and everything to totally unplug like that and to get started somewhere else. But I guess as a military family, you guys are used to that. Yeah, I mean, we were able to take um, the opportunity to go drive out west, and you know, we explored some parts of the country we hadn't seen before we um, made it to our new duty station. So we got to go to Yellowstone, uh, got to go to, you know, South Dakota, you know, Montana, Colorado, and, you know, kids climbed a mountain, uh, that was a little bit harder than I had anticipated, but, uh, at least they, they feel like they actually climbed a mountain, uh, which was good. And, uh, so now we're just trying to set up our life again to see, see what this place uh, has to offer. Awesome. Well, I did a little bit of uh, similar. I think the same time you were traveling, I took my younger two daughters, and we had a quick right, you know, end of summer trip where we, we did a road trip to Colorado, and you know, we drove to Pikes Peak. We did uh, hired a climbing guide and did some climbing and hiked all over the Colorado Springs area. Had a great time. Of course, you know, just the the fun of a road trip where you don't know what you're going to see around the next bend, that type of thing. And we, we went whitewater rafting, all these types of things. So it was kind of a high adventure, you know, getaway for the family. And, um, you know, I feel a little bit recharged, but um, also, you know, it was kind of right before this latest spike of the COVID pandemic. You know, we've had this Delta strain has been really start to be on the rise. And so when I came back from that trip, it's been pretty much nonstop work for me and you know for the folks that listen to this podcast i mean i'm you know we both have full-time jobs so you know this is kind of a labor of love for us to put these this content together and we we appreciate those that listen and and uh, the kind feedback that we get for you know the work that we do on this on this podcast but sometimes uh this past couple of weeks got really busy to the point where you know i just didn't have much left at the end of the day and and so uh, my apologies for not having some kind of content out there I was trying to cover while uh, you were traveling. Yeah. But, I, you know, I think sometimes we just have to adapt, you know, to what's happening and, and kind of keep moving forward with our primary missions. And that's kind of what got me thinking about the, our topic today. And, and, it, and it's, it, I guess, taken in context, everyone has been disrupted by this uh, this whole pandemic thing and, and what it's done to our society and fabric and and, and the way we live our lives day to day has changed dramatically. And for me, it I've been thinking a lot about the idea of 
the need for us all to continue a mission. You know, we, we have to, we all have life missions and purpose, and we, we have to do the best we can to stay on mission and be flexible and adapt. And um, maybe I thought we could kick that around today. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, no matter your line of work or, you know, if you're a stay-at-home mom or dad or, you know, juggling multiple things like we do, uh, I think it's important when, you know, not only the pandemic, but that all kinds of, you know, challenging things happen in the world to, you know, uh, reflect on, but, you know, make us distracted. It's good to uh, uh, yeah, revisit what, what, what it means to have that, that mission focus. So it's, it should be a good uh, discussion, I think, for everybody. I think what brought this up for me is that every day I'm talking to people. There's a couple things that are happening. One, I'm talking to people and everyone, when you walk into the doctor's room and we're chatting about your health usually there's about two or three minutes of chatter and small talk about life yeah and the conversations typically are centering on how disrupted people's lives have become from what they're used to and what's interesting is that some people are disrupted and it's a negative thing most mostly i would say it's like most will frame it in a negative place but then there's a lot of people that also comment on how their life has been impacted in positive ways. But one of the ones that really, really jumps out to me, and I guess there's different sort of life missions that people are on, but there's within there, within a bigger life mission, say your your primary work or your, your uh, purpose in life, there's also things that, you know, fall under that, like submissions. And one of those I think is physical. And this is the one that comes up the most for me because what I'm seeing this pandemic, uh, the COVID situation is there are a lot of cases, but the reality is the folks that are impacted the most for the most part, okay, this is a generalization, but for the most part are folks that are suffering some collection of health problems. Okay, this could be right. ranging from obesity, diabetes, hypertension, heart disease. And if you look at statistically the case fatality rate, the people that are suffering the most are clearly people who fall under one of those categories. And, and I think if you look at the case fatality rate, for the average human on the, on, in the United States, let's say, like the case fatality rate is always hovered around 1.7%. And then if you look at um, diabetics, it's like 7% case fatality rate. And if you look at a person with heart disease, like, like blocked arteries, atherosclerosis, the case fatality rate is closer to 10%. Those are yeah. much more dramatic numbers than 1.7%. And that's yeah. why it's been such a catastrophic problem. But here's the thing. Like what I keep emphasizing to people is that if we know that's the risk factor, then most of those have some type of lifestyle component that we should be addressing. And and it always you know concerns me when because of COVID shutdowns or the gym's not open or these types of things, there is a population of people that just said, "Oh, so I couldn't work out. I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. take care of my health. I couldn't eat right. Uh, I had to get fast food." So this, you know, kind of, I've even had people to say that I, I don't have time to do that because I, I have to do so many Zoom meetings. I just, I just eat fast food, and that's the thing that concerns me. And I like, like, I want people to realize the mission goes on. It may be different. It may not be a gym. It may not be what you're used to, but sometimes the physical mission the physical the need to maintain our physical body is hugely important for our immunity 
and reducing our risk factors for COVID-19. Yeah, I think for, from my perspective, the challenging thing is if you just watch the news or look at social media, it would tell you that the best things you can do are stay at home, wear a mask, and get the vaccine, right? Uh, and those things, right. I mean, are very defensive, right? They're very kind of reactive. But I think the things you're talking about uh, when it, it involves building up your health and supporting your natural immune response, those things I think should be very proactive or feel proactive for people. Like, hey, I, I don't only have to you know, lock myself away from society, wear a mask and get a vaccine. I can actually go for a walk, you know, five or six days a week. I can, you know, work right. to eat healthier. I can, you know, do meal prep, you know, like you, they, for, I guess for every, um, you know, reason people give you of not being able to eat healthy or, or get exercise, you know, there, there is a counterpoint and you know, not everybody wants to hear it, but the fact that if you're going to prioritize your health and you know, you're eating unhealthy and it's con contributing to these, you know, other conditions you have it's like well maybe if you took a couple hours on sunday night uh and prepped you know fresh vegetables and you know a protein source that you could you know at least have for one healthy meal a day you know at a minimum you're replacing you know one fast food meal with something healthy and it's already done for the week you know like you see people doing the meal prep and right. sometimes it's, it's a little pretentious uh, when people are you know putting their you know meal prep on there every week but you know it is a good um you know healthy regimen <laughs> to you know so uh, you know so i mean obviously some people are trying to be influencers in different ways right but uh but you think about it i mean it's not that hard to make a little extra meat and you know steam some vegetables and put it in the fridge and you can nuke it you know at, at work versus you know going through the drive through at whataburger so i think that yeah you know like i said i mean social media and the media will tell you you know stay inside you know wear your mask get the vaccine in some cases those things are warranted for a lot of people but that's not all you can do right. you know, like you were saying i mean i know we talked earlier kind of off air and you were saying that um you know obviously we've gotten better at, at diagnosing people's conditions and you know providing you know drug therapies and other you know treatment regimens but um how you go into this if you do you know contract covid will a lot of times dictate you know what your outcome is going to be almost more so than your treatment you know regimen so i think that that's that should be a source yeah, of strength for people exactly you know right. so I mean, you know, the, uh, I was going to say, you know, you can treat that as a stressor or you can treat it as like a source of like, hey, I can actually, you know, have a vote here and, and make myself more prepared that if I do get sick, you know, I'll be better uh, to deal with it than if I just, you know, say um, those other things that the world's telling you, you know, so it should be a source of strength for people that they can have a vote in their health, you know. Yeah, and that's it's good that you brought that up. There's a subtle there's something subtle about what you just said there, and that is what's happening right now is a lot of our control is being taken away. Like we have yeah, we have stuff ranging from you can't do what you normally want to do because things are shut down, and then you have people telling you wear, wear this mask, do this, that. We're even having a situation where, you know, vaccination, you know, is being pressed uh, upon the communities. and. In, so everybody has this heightened sense of I'm not in control of what's going on in my own life 
Mm-hmm. And one of the things that this allows when you, you start to refocus on your own mission and what you can control, focusing on your own sphere, if you will, is that you can control your own health. Yeah, absolutely. You can control what you eat, uh, how you sleep, uh, your exercise regimen. These things can all still be done in the midst of this pandemic. And those are things that make a big difference for for metabolism, for insulin resistance, and all these things that we know seem to be part of the inflammatory risks that go on with with catching COVID-19. So I think that's really uh, super important um, that you know we we reflect on what we can control, and you know that that's a, that's a big distressor for a lot of people is is this idea that they don't have control. And I've I've seen studies that show that when humans Humans that don't have control over their environment or their situation, in other mm-hmm. words, their situation they perceive as hopeless, uh, that is actually one of the most serious risks for your personal health. Like yeah. humans don't do well in that environment, and, and it raises stress and cortisol levels, which in turn suppress immunity, uh, increase inflammatory problems, and that's that's just. Um, I think that's just you know very important that we take control of that that aspect. But it doesn't have to be just physical. I mean, the the you know mentally uh, you know we all different aspects of who we are. And I, I know that I have found because we have less things to do, like you're not you know maybe on the weekends in the past it's like movies and you know we're going out and we're doing stuff or whatever. But because there's less of those types of things then I think the the places you can go mentally for like mental and intellectual growth are greater. I mean, I've read more books, studied and listened to more podcasts and and feel like I've increased my skills in other areas so much during this time frame because I have less downtime to be, um, well, I have less, you know, just blown time doing things that I might have done out and about that, that just aren't practical right now. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's kind of interesting to see there's not, at least from my kind of friend and peer group and family, there, there seems to be not too much in between. I mean, there's people that have, you know, gained 30 pounds in COVID, and then there's people that have lost 30 pounds and gotten in better shape and, you know, uh, started, you know, taking classes online. And then there's people that have kind of gone down the opposite uh, end of the spectrum, right, and, and gotten um, themselves into b- right. to worse physical and mental states. Uh, you know, not a lot of in between because it's it's a, it's like a deliberate decision, right? You, you, you see these circumstances and you're like, hey, I know I need to, you know, take the time to get healthier. I, I know I need to you know, uh, be positive for my family and for my peer group. And then some people, uh, you know, like you were mentioning, you know, go the opposite end, uh, you know, down the spiral, so to speak. And it's like, you know, I'm afraid, uh, I have anxiety. Uh, you know, there's been obviously a lot of political stuff going on that, that impacts people, you know, in, in negative ways if they let it. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think... Sometimes you have to be more deliberate about it in times like this, but forcing yourself to uh, take care of yourself mentally and physically is—it's uh, almost like the uh, the thing they tell you on the on the plane. You know, if uh, there's an emergency and you're you know. And if you have like a, a young child or you know somebody that you're uh, the caretaker for, you know, make sure you know to to put your mask on before you're helping somebody right. else, right? But it's because it's like you're you're no good. You're, you're no good to anybody if you know you fall out 
so it's the same thing when right. it comes to COVID or you know maintaining your mental health during challenging times. It's like if you some people see it as selfish, especially if they're you know leaders, managers, you know moms or dads. But you're you're no good if you're in the hospital and, and people are depending on you. Yeah, one other thing that I think is important, we look at this idea of maintaining a life mission, and you know, part of that is the physical, the mental, is this idea of spiritual growth. I some of the the content I've been reading in recent weeks has been um, on sort of meditative practices. Uh, I even read a book recently called "Being Nobody, Going Nowhere." Yeah, wow. <laughs> it's an interesting title, but it but basically it's uh, a book on Buddhist principles, you know, the Buddhist um, mm. philosophies. And what's interesting is there's a lot of themes where in, in a lot of the readings I've done lately that talks about hardship as growth. You know, yeah. when we're doing things that are hard and, and certainly, you know, working in a different environment, doing Zoom meetings or our work and, and social life is disrupted, that's that's difficult. But it also creates the opportunity for us to see when things are good you know yeah. i know that it was a real joy this weekend uh to i uh, just visited uh with um actually one of our former guests uh amy acuff um mm -hmm. uh, olympian amy acuff yeah uh, her brother uh, brian acuff is one of my uh best friends and he uh we we just randomly got to see each other in uh, just today actually at a soccer match in san antonio both of our kids happened to be playing at the same park we didn't know cool. it yeah uh, he spotted my iceland jersey that he had given me from a, <laughs> and so he he came across the field i gotta see who this iceland guy is you know and <laughs> uh so he came across and, and lo and behold it was me and, and awesome. it was so cool we so much enjoyed this uh I, you know um getting to watch a live soccer match together like we've done so many times nice. and what, but the thing is, is that that little moment, that little special moment where, that we had there was all that much more sweet, and I appreciated it. We didn't really talk about that, but I just it, it, I appreciated it because it's been so long. There's been a hardship. You know, we're, we're guys that we, we go to games together. We go to pro games and watch them together, and we travel to different places to watch games. And so it's a big part of our life that's been shut down for the most part for a long time. And so sometimes spiritually, when things are very hard, um, we have these, you know, it, it helps us grow a little bit. It helps us also appreciate, you know, if you don't have lows, you don't know what highs are. And, yeah. and there's there's positive ways of looking at this, I guess, from a spiritual um, kind of mindset, you know, uh, certainly from a stoic philosophy. It's just like, hey, you know, you just make the best of the you can where you are. And then when things change, as they always do, then then you've got you know you you can appreciate it that much more. I don't know how that lands for you, but that that's something I thought about just today, you know, in my personal life. Yeah, I mean, I know for me, um, off and on during the past uh, you know year and a few months now, uh, I kind of came to those realizations. I think the first time was when you know, especially living in a place like Philadelphia. I mean, pretty much from March. Uh, almost through the end of the year last year. I mean, it was like, you know, you could barely go to a restaurant. Uh, the kids were mostly virtual school until, um, you know, probably, uh, you know, they started going back a few days a week and around September or so in the, in the kind of the follow on school year. 
Uh, and I, you know, did that little retreat out to Colorado where like, you know, 15 of us that, um, you know, went through all the protocols and, you know, testing and temperature checks to get, I mean, most of it was outside once we got there, but the fact that I was able to interact with, you know, 15 or so of my peers in an awesome place. And I, and I think I said this at the retreat as like, you know, uh, this would always be a good event uh, that we're doing together, but the fact that you know we've been isolated from a lot of our friends and peer group, in some cases even coworkers, you know, just that physical presence uh, kind of reminded me of how you know how social creatures we are as humans. And I mean, it's great being around your family, but you need different types of you know stimulation in your life. And then uh, just this weekend, I, I think when we were talking on the phone, I was coming back from Washington D.C. and a friend of mine that's a federal agent and works up there um you know he actually came down with that uh, guillaume barre syndrome um through they still don't know how he yes and that you know as you well know being a physician i mean it can be one of the uh the problems when you know people have bad reactions to vaccines sometimes and that his they think it was something else but i mean he um you know, essentially, he showed me videos that I never saw before when we were eating dinner last night, and like where he had to literally learn to walk again. You know, and he was lucky that you know sometimes oh, that gosh. can yes, because that condition can you know as it moves up your abdomen, you have to go on a ventilator. You know, because it shuts down your right. diaphragm. You know, it's like a neurological. It's like a te- it's like a you know it's a temporary for people who don't know what it is. Uh, you know, not this is just from layman's terms, but it's it's like a. It's usually like a temporary neurological condition where, you, you know, it's almost like your body's attacking your own. It's almost like a, um, you know, like you hear ALS, right? It's almost like it reminds right. me it, the way they de- he described it and the way the doctor, it's like a temporary ALS, you know, where, where like all your, right. you know, your, your body's attacking, you know, your nerves. And so uh, all the things that, you know, allow your body to move and like he's a healthy, like I said, fit um federal agent and you know he he couldn't walk i mean thankfully they were able to give him some therapy and get him in the hospital so it stopped around his waist but still i mean he had videos where he had to completely learn to walk again he still has problems going up and down stairs and and so the fact and it was his and it's always surprised him his his wife actually said that there was a there's a place called hill country live in dc where they have texas style barbecue and they bring in different you know uh texas country artists and so we surprised him i drove in on friday night and just went to the venue and so it was awesome you know along the same lines of what you're talking about meeting up with brian you know he you know obviously he was do he was in the hospital during the height of covid in dc which was another you know kind of stressor for him and you know his family but the fact that he's you know on the on the mend and you know we were able to get together in person i mean it's just a you know healing for the soul you know to be around you know different people that you know we've we've been friends since you know uh, basketball days in high school and uh, so right. uh, same thing I mean it kind of refreshes you a little bit when you get to you know share the same space with uh, with people like that so yeah and I guess as we get near the end of this mission topic you know one of the things I thought about and this is perfect is the social aspect of our lives and I think that in the last few months I've tried to be more deliberate socially and it's been amazing to me to see how the people around me um, have adapted and changed to the environment. So I, I start with my coworkers. Um, you yeah. know, this past week was the busiest our clinic has ever been. I mean, we were fielding for a clinic that has four, you know, doctors. Uh, we had, like, we're fielding 400 to 500 calls a day. 
Jeez. and it's overwhelming. And the the attitude of the of the employees, the you know, even when you know we had one employee go down sick, and then and then everyone just sort of pulls together. One morning we had no nurses because we had one out sick. Actually, we had one out sick, and then another one had a child that was out sick, all <clears throat> COVID related, plus a provider Jeez. out. So it just became very difficult to keep the doors open so to speak but yeah. yet it's amazing how others just stepped up and said well i can you know i can put an automated blood pressure cuff on and i can i can weigh somebody you know i could yeah. i could do that if you know if we can adapt yeah. and everybody just kind of smiled and adapted and moved forward and i think that's that that social you know being flexible and and uh, the positive, you know, kind of the best of the human spirit kind of thing. I really enjoyed seeing that. And again, it's in a low point. It's not a good time right now. But at well, the yeah. same time, it's amazing how people just sort of uh, make the best of those situations. And and I think it's important that we reflect on that and try to maintain our attitude and support and connect with others because there's people that aren't feeling that way. There's people that feel isolated or they feel maybe they're not contributing or that people don't care what's happening with them. And, and I think that in our social circles, we can be that beacon of light for other people and we can try to lift them up and make sure they're okay and uh, include them. And, and, you know, even if it's distant by zoom or by text or, or whatever, I think, I think that's something that I think is super important to maintain when, when your mission is being challenged by all these things that are coming at us and the way we have to do things differently, I think that, you know, focusing on our social circles and not only like, well, nobody's reaching out to me. Who are you reaching out to help? Who are you reaching out to encourage? And being a person who's positive, encouraging others uh, is is a one small, you know, I know it seems like one drop in the bucket, but if you're putting out something positive every day, either socially or directly to individual friends, that's a that's a huge you know that other people will pay that forward if you do a little bit of that yourself. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, you know a lot of times either individuals or or businesses um, you know pay good money to have you know somebody that's a a leadership or you know management guru they pay them good money to manufacture some you know uh, uh, I guess stressors or conflict to have that team building experience but you know the fact that like you mentioned at the clinic when it happens organically you know that's a powerful thing when you know people are right. faced with adversity and you know it's kind of a uh, you know, a type of fight or flight, I think, in a way where, you know, you see what kind of people you really are yourselves and, you know, what kind of team you have, you know, who wants to kind of stay and fight and figure it out. And then who, you know, kind of shirks from their responsibilities or kind of wilts a little bit, you know, and and, and I mean, right. that, that's not to say that you can't do that and recover from it. You know, I mean, you, sometimes you when you fail right. or, you, or you don't step up to the plate, you know, that's a growth experience, too. You know, and so um, I think right. in, in, li in light of this, you know, what we've been talking about and, you know, the mission topic, before I forget, I, I wanted to mention, like, um, you know, with any military operation, you know, one of the things that we do is, you know, called operational risk management, where you talk about, you know, the severity of, you know, bad things that can happen and the likelihood, you know, of bad things being, a you know, being able to happen. And that doesn't mean... 
we cancel the mission. That just means, you know, hey, we're aware of these risk factors and how are we going to mitigate it and still accomplish the mission? And so I think, you know, whether it be COVID, whether it be, you know, uncertain, you know, uh, political environment, you know, uncertain things in our family, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, it's, you can use a military analogy saying, hey, you know, I know these things are, you know, risks of failure, but, you know, I still need to accomplish my mission in any of these areas w- with just understanding, hey, what's the likelihood, what's the severity, you know, what was the mitigating factors that I can do to make sure that I, you know, can operate in this environment and still be successful. So I think that, you know, we can all do a little bit of that, you know, regardless if it's trying to, you know, stay healthy or, you know, protect our family from COVID, uh, operate in weird times with, you know, changing things at work. But, uh, you know, if we do a little risk management, but, uh, you know, still keep our focus on the mission, uh, you know, we can, uh, can juggle what we need to and, and still come out of it ahead uh, at the end. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great point. And I think there's, uh, uh, ample ways and different, you know, it, it, whether you're a, you know, like, like me as a doctor, or if you're, you know, homemaker or just, you know, there's, there's so many ways that somebody, everyone has a mission, everyone has a, a life purpose and they need to continue to execute that. And, you know, the, whether it be a physical, mental, you know, spiritual growth or just improving, your social connections and how you're lifting other people up. I mean, that's, that's part of the life mission as well. So, um, think about how you're impacting, you know, in, in your life right now, and are you still on mission? And if not, how can you adapt and pivot and move forward? So for sure, Chris, this has been a good topic and I'm super happy you guys have uh, got, you know, back in set up safely there and, um, look forward to getting back into the groove and, putting out some episodes routinely and uh got any final thoughts before we close out no i i I guess i'll just uh you know leave with like a positive nugget and uh you know to to cap what we talked about um it's okay to sometimes be struggling and not be okay and that's um another thing i was just been thinking about in these times i I think uh you have the opposite end of the spectrum sometimes people just want to have all the answers and you know figure it out on their own and uh you know have everybody you know always looking to them but uh you know it's okay to ask for help it's okay to um you know struggle but uh just try to you know as my friend and you know kind of one of my mentors uh, ryan Mannion says you know there's, there's ways you can struggle well and, uh, you know, come out of it, uh, you know, with some more resilience and some more lessons where you can be maybe the one helping somebody else down the road. So uh, it's OK to struggle. We got a bunch of weird stuff going on, but just keep your eyes on the mission and uh, reach out to help if uh, for help if you need it. So thanks uh, for the time and discussion. Absolutely. We'll close out there. If you'd like to interact with us, please check in with the Future Focus Health Network uh, inside of the WFO Life podcast tribe. We really love to get feedback from you. And if you like these types of episodes or any of our previous interviews and episodes, please leave us a, you know, a review wherever you like to listen to us at. And that helps us kind of spread our message to other people and uh, impact others in a positive way. Chris, have a great night. You too. Thanks. Thanks.